Hey, everybody. This is Mandy, and my hair is super thick. Okay, okay. Hey, y'all. This is Ollie, and y'all are really sleeping on unsweetened Granny Smith applesauce. And Yo, is- I've been eating that, too. We must go to the same store, okay? We do, okay? Okay. And this is the Mandy and Ali podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Same ones. You How are you doing today on this fine day, Mandy? I'm very good. You make me want to get some more applesauce, even though I already ate some today. Listen, I'm glad that you know what I'm talking about, because when I say that to people, they're like, what? First of all, unsweetened. Second of all, unsweetened Granny Smith. And I'm like, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you need to taste it before you start yapping. Just taste it. It's I mean, unsweetened applesauce is where I'm at in general for the most part, because it's like, uh, it's naturally sweetened is what it is. It's not that it's, oh, so bitter, but it's just, like, it doesn't have sugar. And the other day I didn't, like, at first I couldn't get the individual cups, which is what I feel like the Granny Smith one is in, but I would buy, like, this big jar. And I didn't want to get the jar because so, I wanted individual cups to be able to take it with, to work with me. So I bought a regular old applesauce and that junk was so sweet like I was like I I'm gonna eat this because I have to finish it but I gotta go back to the unsweetened it's too much yeah Yeah, it's a big difference especially when you think that you've been eating something so long that's kind of natural you think applesauce and I guess it's for someone who's just like you know applesauce you like applesauce but it's like not just naturally sweetened they have these sugars and additives or um, sweetened from concentrate, which means <laughs> they separate all it's the like particles. like the, the purest, most sugar part, part of the sugar. Right. Let's put that back in the natural episode. <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoy it. I like it a lot. And I got a Granny Smith flavor, and they had a blueberry flavor. And they just yeah, but eating both. Clear. Yep. Yep, they happen to be on clearance. I was like, you know what, let me get two. And then I was like, you know what, clearance stuff sometimes disappears. So I went back and got, like, two more. So now I'm like, man, I should have, like, cleared off that shelf because ain't no telling what's going to be there when I go back. Right. I'm thinking the same thing. And we definitely bought it from the same place then. Yeah, we had to be. All right. So I'm going to go back this week. <laughs> Hopefully they have <laughs> It's delicious, y'all. So, Mandy, hit me mm-hmm. with your goal update. I've still been working out, cool. Uh, particularly in preparation for a special event that okay. I already know about. Mm-hmm. But it's not so I can look smaller or cuter for the event, but it's so I can build stamina. Okay. Because this is about to be a, a long night, and I need to be able to really withstand it. So, you know, that's what that cardio is all about, like, even though your your chest is pump heaving and your heart is pumping, you, and you're breathing through it and you're able to keep going, and that's what I need for this function. So that's my goal update. She's still working out. She's still good. Nice. That's good. That's something I need to be incorporating because my goals for this past week now, yep, seven days have passed, so seven more days. <laughs> so my goals for this past week have been to cut down on sugar and do the no meat thing and then up my veggies. I have up my veggies. I have been eating no meat, semicolon, however, comma, this no sugar thing is <laughs> very hard, as I said so before, and it's just like, when even when I think about it, it's like, I'm like, yeah, I got to cut it out. I find myself with like an airhead in my mouth or with like, <laughs> like sugar-free soda that's not really sugar-free in my mouth, and I'm just like, what are you doing there? I just said you're not supposed to be there, and it's just like, nope, no, no, no. So that's been the difficult yeah. part for me. Yeah, and I think I'm going to have to increase my cardio, as you mentioned, because time is dwindling down. Like, I looked up, and I was like, whoa, time is passing kind of fast, so I need to get on that train. I did that on Monday. I wanted some candy, and so I told myself I had to walk to the store instead of driving to the store so that I could build up 
I guess extra workout in order to deserve to eat the candy. Like you're gonna have to work for this candy. You can't just go up and pay for a regular. And um so maybe if you do something like that, like you said, extra cardio. Yeah, that's a good incentive. I tried to do the thing where I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to watch this TV show until I have, like, or I tried to do, well, 30 minutes of cardio equals 30 minutes of TV, and then I was like, ha-ha, I'm an adult. I can watch whatever I want. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I watch too much TV to try and tell myself I got to give the equivalent of working out. Nah, bro. Yeah. I would be the size of a pixie stick. Like, do what you want to do. You don't have to do that. So... I'm going to though. I'm going to put in that work at least at least thirty minutes a day with my little game that makes you like it has a workout mode and I love playing that game. I just my schedule's been all over the place, so I've been tired and making excuses. But if I can like not eat candy for a combined time of thirty minutes throughout the day, I can exercise <laughs> <laughs> with my little workout game. So I'm going to do that starting today. Starting today. Yeah, working out is definitely just one of those things you have to carve out the time for it. Because you can, any time passes by so quickly that you could just be doing something and you're like, oh, snap, it's 8 o'clock. And then, like I said, I have an avid TV schedule. So I usually either have to work out before 8 o'clock because that's when I start watching TV or after my shows, which can be 10 or 11 o'clock. And then I'm going to be tired and ready to go to bed. So it's like it'd be better if I did it beforehand. But sometimes when I do it at night, it's like I can hit that quick shower and then go straight to sleep. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting back and forth. Okay, donkey. Do you have an entry for this is a safe space for today? I do. I want to talk about the highs and lows of planning a trip. Okay. So I don't know if you want to talk about us doing our girls' trip. If not, I can cut this out. Okay. Yes. I do. Yes. Well, guys, audience, Ali and I and our fellow girlfriends are talking about planning a trip to... I don't know. It's kind of like we make one decision for one spot, and then as time changes, we keep thinking of other spots. But that's part of the highs and lows of planning a trip. It's just like really solidifying these details and making a strong commitment that so that you can't back out of it. And so um, I do want to focus on the girls' trip, but the reason why I even thought about this to talk about for This is a Safe Space is because I have a family trip coming up, and it was one of the easiest planning processes I've ever been, which or I've ever had in terms of planning a trip with multiple people, and it surprised me mainly because it's family. You know, with family, there's just, like, a lot of different factors, and it was by (laughs) no means easy because of things like my mom, she's not really up with technology. So even though she's capable, she's often like does not want to deal with certain parts. So her instinct is like, oh, let's stay in a hotel. And I'm like, you know, in this new age of like, well, Airbnb would be better, especially if we're staying for a long period of time, it would be more homely. Like we're not just confined to to four or five of us in two rooms. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you have a whole house, everyone has more space, has more space to put their things. We can cook for ourselves. We have more areas for entertainment, all that different kind of stuff. But she's used to the old school way of you plan a trip, you you book yourself into a hotel and all this different kind of stuff. So Those parts were, like, more difficult. But I feel like, and I want to give a lot of credit to my sister, she was kind of like, even though it was my brother's idea to plan this trip, my sister came in and was like, all right, here's what we need to figure out. We need to figure out which days we can leave based off of what days we can get off. Um, as soon as we find out, you know, from our prospective employers, how much time we can get off, we need to already be ready to book those flights. So we were looking at flights 
like in preparation of, okay, this is how much it costs if we leave for this day. This is how much it costs if we leave for this day. This is how much it costs if we leave for that day. And then saying, okay, if we're leaving around these prospective days, let's look at what the Airbnb options are. And then everyone having a specific detail for what they're looking for in the Airbnb. So mine was, I want a bed. I don't want to be the person <laughs> on the pullout couch, especially right. because I'm the youngest in my family. and. Uh, because of the dynamics of who all is coming, I know that if push came to shove, they would be like, okay, take the pullout couch. And I'm just like, it's not even that I'm opposed to sleeping on a couch, but when you're sleeping on the couch, you lose that individual space because your space also serves as a common area for other people. So when you're ready to go to sleep or when you're ready to have your own personal time, you don't have anywhere to go because you're in that common space. So I was like, I need a room where there's going to be a bed so that if I want to lay down and take a nap in the middle of the day or just whatever, I have that space to do that. Right. Um, And my family, they all had other different needs or priorities. And when the time came, like, we were able to really solidify stuff pretty quickly to the point where this trip is, still months and months and months away mm-hmm. and everybody's flights are booked. The Airbnb has been solidified. The transportation has been solidified. We are solidifying like the activities that we're going to be doing for the days that we're going to be away. And I'm just like, it's never felt this simple to me. Just, I'm happy the, about it, but it's crazy. The helm? Or well, do you think it was a different factor? I think that definitely helped. Even okay. though people had their variations of stuff that they were doing because everyone still has to, you know, pay for their tickets individually and folks are still like, oh, well, that's expensive and, and I don't know if I want to pay this or I don't know if I want to pay that and blah, blah, blah. Or I don't want to be inconvenienced doing this. Like everyone still had those things that they do and they say when you're trying to plan a trip. Right. But it was very much a quick thing of, okay, well, I paid for my tickets today and these and the, these are the options that you have. And so um, once, like, my sister paid for her ticket and I did the Airbnb and my mom was, like, trying to be slow about buying her tickets because I was helping her buy her tickets before I'd actually bought the Airbnb and my sister bought the ticket. And I was like, and she was doing that thing that people do when they're like, oh, well, if everything's not ready, I'm like, it is ready. You're just ready to pay today, so just pay it. Like, you're only doing that because you're scared. I promise you, none of us are backing out. None of us are going to let you go all the way there by yourself, Mom. That's crazy. Right. So I think it's, it's my sister did enough to really lock things in so that it helped with that discomfort that people tend to have where they don't want to actually commit and give money towards it if they aren't sure that everyone else is in that same level of commitment. So that's how I feel like I'm kind of looking at it with our girls' trip is we have a lot of variables happening. We We fully haven't committed to a place or a time frame, (laughs) and that, of course, makes everything else up in the air, too. And I'm like, now that I see that it can happen, I'm like, we can do this. Maybe maybe no one wants to be that person at the helm to just be like, all right, this is what we're doing, because especially when it's like a girl's trip or a friend's trip, you want it to be kind of even. No one person wants to be the boss or no one person wants to feel like someone else is bossing them around. Right. I can say for our planning or lack thereof, I don't mind taking the helm. My concern is that someone will be left out because our variables, I feel like, We're literally, we're all in a square, and each of us is at a different corner of the square. And coming to the center seems to be very difficult because our variables are so different and because I feel like we need this trip. Like, I really do feel like we need this trip, but some others might not feel that way. And I feel like if it came down to it and you or I or one of the other parties was like, this is what we're doing. These are the days that are available for us to do it. And, you know, 
if you can come, great. If you can't, all right, see you next time. I don't feel like that's going to happen. Honestly, I feel like that's what needs to happen because otherwise we'll just be waiting for everything to align perfectly for everyone, and I just don't foresee that happening. So like, yeah. I've had other girls' trips. That's the other thing. I'm like, I see how easy this can be. I've had other girls' trips that were planned out that did very well. I have other girls' trips that were last minute that didn't do very well, but it still happened. So I'm just like, I know this can happen. <laughs> like, I've done it before with only only two other sets of different friends, but I'm like, I know it can happen. Yeah, I mean, I've done a couple of trips yeah. with friends. I think the reason why it's even weirder is that our friend group has never done a trip together. That's right. why it seems so strange to me. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's our friend group. Like, if any friend group should have done a trip together, it should have been our friend group. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I also feel like you and I could go on a trip together, but that wouldn't include everyone. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to make anyone feel left out or like dang FOMO or anything like that. Yeah, and I mean, I guess technically we've done that with to you because I've yep. gone with mm-hmm. <laughs> I've <laughs> gone with one friend where we actually stay overnight um for one you night and that didn't the same friend group that i'm talking about and did the same thing right but i'm saying like it started off with just me and one person in that friend group and then the next year we did it as a day trip and then the other person in this friend group came and but you didn't come we didn't tell you about it so for reasons like not just because we were like we don't want Ollie to come but we're just like we didn't think you would be available to come so we didn't tell you about it didn't check and had they checked I would have made myself available (laughs) I mean if you was gonna make yourself available for a day trip you a better person than me because it's literally just us on the bus uh go ahead and do this thing other business to do while I'm like in the vicinity of where we're at so yeah, it's just that I, if you don't give me the opportunity, I can't say yay or nay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's why I feel like this one I definitely wanted for us to kind of, now that I've seen something kind of go smoothly, I want us to, to, to just say, yeah, we're going to lock it in. Like we're not going to make any more changes or variables to it. It doesn't, it doesn't even need to be a long trip. Maybe if we made it a shorter period of time, we would be a little bit more committed to committing to it. Um, Another reason why I feel like I want us to try and hurry up and lock this in is because someone reached out to me about wanting to do a birthday trip because they have a milestone birthday coming up. And this is a person that I have traveled with and done activities with on multiple occasions, but I don't necessarily want to plan to do that thing, even though it's for their birthday, with them before I commit to this girl's trip that we've already talked about, A, and because I don't feel like I would be as comfortable going on their birthday trip than I would be on our girl's trip because with us, we all are collectively friends, like, on an even playing field, I would say. So we would all be able to, like, interact or, like, share rooms or whatever and be good. With this friend and this friendship, they're – she's talking about going on a cruise. And I've been on a cruise before, and I've been on a cruise with, with her before. Right. And so the reality with a cruise is you are in a confined space yep. with being the boat. Yeah. And your options are very limited. So if I'm going on this trip with them and I'm really only close to the person whose birthday it is and they have all these other people around, like I'm just not as. Yeah, I'm just I just feel like I would either spend a lot of time by myself, which would be fine, but then I know that I cuz I'm cool with like some of the other people that are going on the trip, but when I've done those things where I've kind of just been like moving solo, they get upset. They're like, "Why aren't you trying to be with the group? We planned this whole thing with the group." Blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, 
well, y'all were just kind of doing certain stuff that I didn't want to do, so I just decided to do something else. You know what I mean? Like, right. that for me is one of the lows of doing a trip. If everyone isn't in the same wavelength and you just feel like it's going to be like weird energy on the boat, I'm cool with being solo, but then I sometimes get heat for for doing solo stuff. So. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, there there are different types of trips that people can take, and there are different dynamics within friend groups. And you're right. I feel like within the one ours, like, we, person A and B can go out together, that's fine. A, B, and C can go out together, that's fine. A and D can go out together, that's fine. Like, we're all interchangeable. So if if I was going on a trip and I was only really close with the host, I think that that might pose a conflict for me as well because I'm like, well, you're the host. I can't keep you away from everyone else, but also I can't, I guess, seem like I'm needy or need to be tended to because you have other people here that I might not really rock with, but it's like, if I wanted to go on a trip by myself and do things by myself, I wouldn't go on a trip with (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I want us to lock something down. This is making me more determined, more excited. You can't see, but my hands are in fists. I want to lock something down. <laughs> <laughs> lock it up. Lock it up. So, yeah, that should definitely be put on our, maybe our goals to-do list. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, we can do that. Add that to the goals list. Trip on Especially goals since list. we were talking about doing it on a long like, you know, one of those long weekends. And I still think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But we'll, just, we'll we'll see. We'll bring it up again. Yeah. Okie dokie. So, you all, I mentioned that I'm doing this no meat thing for this upcoming thing. That's a really cool thing. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I just want <laughs> to encourage you all for my This is a Safe Space to watch what you're putting in your bodies. I know, like, veganism and vegetarianism sometimes gets, like, a bad rap or, like, oh, no, I can't live without my meat. And it's like, actually, you can. And actually, that's kind of what we were built to do. But I'm not telling you guys not to eat meat. I'm just saying I think you should be aware of the dead animals and carcasses and potential disease-carrying objects that you're putting in your bodies that you could probably do without. And if you're one of those people who's just like, oh, I don't like vegetables, so I don't eat them, like, why? (laughs) How are you existing right now? Like, those people that are like, I don't eat broccoli, I don't eat cauliflower, I don't eat green beans, I don't eat sweet potatoes. Okay, how are you existing right now? (laughs) Like, those people, water has no taste, I don't drink water. Your body is comprised of... (laughs) Your body is literally begging for the water, but whatever. Begging for the water. Again, not trying to tell you guys what to do. I'll just tell you that my <laughs> week without meat hasn't been as difficult as I thought it would be. And I've still thing, I've still been cooking for other people. And, I mean, without even taste testing, they're like, what, you didn't taste test this? This is good. I was like, no, I didn't. So fingers crossed. <laughs> so it's. I just want to encourage you all to maybe try like a meatless Monday. That's something that people do where once a week they do no meat on Monday. So maybe you can start gradually or maybe you're having meatless days without even like realizing it because in a lot of places meat is considered like an expensive thing. So a lot of people don't even eat meat. Mm, I just want to encourage you all, yeah, to watch uh, what you put in your body, just even monitor it for a couple of days. I got this really cool notepad from um, Marshalls, I think, and it basically, like, you can fill in how much water you drink for, how much water you drink for the day. You can fill in, like, what you ate for breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was, like, $2, and it comes with a heck of a lot of sheets. And it's just really cool to see, like, okay, today I had oatmeal. Okay, yesterday I had 10 airheads, and that's all. All right. <laughs> the day before that, I had blah, blah, blah. My diet is all over the place, so just being able to at least focus on doing this one thing lets me see, okay, I'm taking meat out, and I'm still hungry, so I have to put extra veggies, extra fruit, extra candy in. So <laughs> I just want to encourage you all to try that. Try a meatless Monday or so. I think the the part of the reason, I mean, people love their meat mm-hmm. and their meat, uh, animal products, cheese, milk, mm-hmm. eggs. So 
that's a probably the majority reason why people don't go vegan. But also, there's just this culture around vegans and vegetarians being annoying. Um, Like how they say, (laughs) a vegan is always going to introduce themselves as a vegan. Like, that's going to be one of the first things that you learn about them. It's like, hi, my name is such and such. I'm a vegan. And and so you don't even, or you feel like maybe they're annoying because they kind of like, shame you in the process they're not just like hey do you want to try this this tastes good they're like do you know that this by eating this it's depleting the ozone or i don't know i i don't know that many vegans but (laughs) (laughs) but to me like it's very easy for me to go like you said certain days without eating meat or eating a meat product um if you don't put as much stress on it, if you just kind of plan your meals ahead to say, like, this is what I'm going to make for this day and these are going to be my snack options and you will can find that you don't really miss the meat that much. Um, Burger King has the Impossible Burger now in Whopper form, so you can get the Impossible Whopper. Like, yeah. there are lots of things coming up that aren't even, like, the healthiest thing because a lot of times people feel like oh if you're a vegan all you eat is grass like fries are vegan you can still drink (laughs) all of the Mm -hmm. liquors and the wines are made from uh, vegetables and fruit materials so no one's saying that you have to be the healthiest most unfun person they're just saying you know you're not consuming an animal today and that's fine or an animal product So I think if you think about it from that perspective and not just my annoying vegan friend who's always shaming me for wanting to eat a burger, you can still get your burger and fries if you go to Burger King this week. Right. Or even Hardee's. Well, they call it something else where I'm at right now. Carl's Jr., Hardee's. They have all these restaurants if you're like, or even if you're like addicted to fast food or you feel like you're craving something, they have all these alternatives that Mandy just mentioned. Like, or they have side salads also, or salads with you know different crunchy things or tasty things or fruits and nuts and berries if you want like that texture type of stuff. But they do also have Impossible Burgers and Veggie Burgers. The Veggie Burgers do kind of taste rubbery, but the Impossible Burgers, from what <laughs> I'm hearing thus far, are like delicious. So why not just try it? You had an Impossible Burger. When? When we went to Sweaty Vegan. Oh, is that would you call that an Impossible Burger? Or would you call it that is. a veggie burger? It is? Mm-hmm. Impossible Burgers is a specific brand that oh. makes the patties. Okay. Yeah. And so then there's another like, brand that does Beyond, like Beyond, Beyond burgers. burgers. Yeah, Beyond Meat. That's what I've had before. Those are really good, too. Just like plant-based, you guys. So... Why not give it a try? Why not? If you're going to spend, like, more than five, six, seven, eight bucks anyway to put in some dead animal, why not try to put in some tasty plant? Just try. I'm just current encouraging you all to try. That's all I want to say. Yeah. And they basically said that the Impossible Whopper is, like, the same price as the regular Whopper. So yep. Yep. it's not even like you spend a significant amount more. So that's always nice because that's the other thing people always say. It's way too expensive to eat healthy. And it's really not. (laughs) You just have to, like, look for alternatives. Or even if you look at the bigger picture, like, well, I guess depending on how long you want to be on this thing we call Earth, then I think that's worth, like, measuring it up again. So just think about it. Think about it, you guys. Think about it right before you place your order. You know what? I heard Mandy and Holly saying that maybe I should try this, or maybe I should add on this side salad, or maybe I should substitute this. So, yeah, let me just give it a try and see what happens. So, yeah. That's yeah. my insert for this is a safe space. So, pun intended, let's get to the meat and potatoes, Ollie. You're not Ollie. I'm Ollie. Pun intended, let's get to the meat and potatoes, Mandy. (laughs) I don't have a main topic this week, do you? Cool, I don't either, but (laughs) (laughs) 
I want to talk about. And that's this new release that Popeye's just made for this chicken sandwich. And I want to know if you've had it, and I want to know if it's as hyped up um, from what you're hearing as much as I'm hearing. I have not had it. Um, we kind of talked about this. I was thinking we we would have it together for the first time. Another reason why I haven't had it is because of the hype. Like, I'm hearing a lot of people are basically saying, oh, when we go to Popeye's, they say that they're sold out. And I don't have time to be sitting in the line just to find out when I get up to the register <laughs> that they don't have the food that I want. Like, that would really irk me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of waiting for it to for the hype to go down a little bit so that I can just roll up and say, hey, can I get this chicken sandwich? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, great. Okay, that makes sense. By the time my schedules are in sync, I would hope the hype would have died down and they would have some chicken sandwiches at a chicken place. Yeah, we can we can hope, but that's what happened the last time when we went to Slutty Vegan. The hype never went down. Like, the lives just continued to be ridiculous and outrageous. That is true. But I'm hoping that for Popeye's, it won't be like that. (laughs) Even for their brick-and-mortar stores. Like, every time I see with, like, pictures of people tagging themselves, I'm like, the line is still out the door. I don't understand. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. good for them, though. Shout-out to Splitty Vegan. All right. Um, But wait, I can still comment a little bit more on what I've seen people say. Okay. So, the main thing that I guess hyped it up is Twitter. As y'all know, Wendy's has the baddest Twitter in the game. Wendy's be out there have uh, talking junk and starting beefs yep. with everybody. Yep. So when this chicken sandwich situation started with Popeye's, and everybody's, of course, comparing it to Chick-fil-A because their whole motto is we didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich, so something like that. And because they're a very popular chicken sandwich, Wendy's came in and was like, uh-uh, y'all not going to be in here having no competitions or beefs without me. And so it just became this whole thing where everyone is still, again, mainly comparing the sandwich to Chick-fil-A, but it just became this whole social media craze, which is part of the reason that I think that the lines got so long and the sandwiches got um, sold out. Because I just heard about it this week, and my understanding is that the sandwich has been out. For a week, right? Yeah, like like I feel like that first week the sandwich was out and no one was really hype about it, but then as soon as this week hit, everyone was like, ooh, Popeye's chicken sandwich, chicken sandwich. And before that, I didn't even hear promo about Popeye's coming out with a chicken sandwich. I heard promo about Wendy's bringing back the spicy chicken nuggets. I heard promo about Chick-fil-A bringing um, macaroni and cheese. And I heard promo about Burger King doing the Impossible Burger. But nobody was talking about Popeye's. That lady that talks about her special spices, I didn't see no commercials coming from her with her tan apron about a chicken sandwich. So I honestly feel like it came from the mother of, you know, social media beef being Twitter and them taking a piece out of Wendy's books to say, if we get some Twitter hype, then this chicken sandwich will blow up. And it did. I completely agree with you because apparently, so I started looking on YouTube, all the videos came out, like like you said, a week or maybe a week and a couple of days ago, like tapes testing, doing mukbangs and stuff. And I'm like, how? It just came out. Then I was like, well, clearly it didn't just come out. <laughs> and you're right. I saw Wendy's made some posts like, okay, well, why y'all are arguing about who has the second best chicken sandwich? And in my head, usually I laugh at the Wendy stuff, but for this I was like, Wendy's quiet. <laughs> right. I'm like, in this situation, nobody's coming to y'all for chicken sandwiches. We had to be- ask y'all to bring back the best thing that y'all had, which was the spicy chicken nuggets. That's right. what everybody loved about y'all Wendy's. I mean, y'all fries right. was good now, too. But, you know, there's a lot of things that you bring to the game, but the chicken sandwich is not a part of the conversation. Right. Frosties. Like, Frosties right. is what you – like, we never have to worry about your frosty machine being down. You know, right. there's lots yeah. of great things about you, but it ain't yeah. the chicken sandwich. 
but it ain't the chicken sandwich. So, yeah, that was funny. How are you when, like, things come out? Are you someone who's like, you know what, yeah, I hear, do you like being, okay, I have, like, three questions. I'm trying to learn how to convince <laughs> and not just boom, boom, boom. I've been told that I like boom, 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 and I'm like, well, it's my mind. It just fires things off. Anywho, first question. Does it bother you to be marketed to, like, when something comes out? Are you like, oh, that's cool, let me try that? Or are you like, oh, here we go, another thing for them to want me to waste my money on? I think marketing is good just so I know what's going on. Because um, otherwise I would just say, like, oh, I don't know what that is, and then I'm probably not going to eat it, but I'm not going to know that it's new or limited time only or anything like that. I'm just going to keep ordering what I'm used to, and I do like trying new stuff, so I don't have an issue with being marketed to. Okay. Well, that's my first question. My second question is, are you someone when something comes out, does it have to be like a specific flavor or like really intrigue you to try it? Like with the macaroni and cheese, are you like, oh, macaroni and cheese, I like that. Let me try it at Chick-fil-A. Or with the chicken sandwich, are you like, uh, everyone makes a chicken sandwich. I'll get to it when I get to it. Like what really excites you or what's the last thing you can think of that really excited you that was invented food-wise? The last thing that really excited me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I get excited, but I definitely like to t- – well, I will say this. Wendy's strawberry tea, I love that, John. <laughs> You've been drinking on that for years now. Whenever, yeah. I'm, whenever I'm on, like, the speakerphone or on the phone with, or in the car with Mandy and we pull up the Wendy's, I already know her order. I don't know her food order, but I know her drink order. It's going to be that strawberry tea. <laughs> And in some places, they don't do it right. They're either like, we don't have any more strawberry tea, we only have strawberry lemonade, and I'm like, that don't make sense. If you got the strawberry syrup and you got the tea, then you got the strawberry tea. Or they're like, they do the strawberry tea in this little special green tea flavor, and I'm like, nah, that ain't it. It's the regular sweet tea with strawberry tea. But I hate when I order strawberry tea and they give me the lemonade because I'm like, this junk is too sweet. I didn't want this. And I have to, like, I've gone back through the drive-thru sometimes, and I'm like, y'all gave me the strawberry lemonade, and I ordered the strawberry tea. But other times I'm just like, I don't have time to go back, but I really don't want to drink this because it's not the same and it's not as good to me. Like my flavor, the things that I like in terms of flavor, they're very specific. And that Wendy's strawberry tea is, that's one of those things that I'm like, it changed the game for me. I love it so much. Um, This past Lent, I had, I tried uh, the fish sandwich that Chick-fil-A does. Mm-hmm. Wait, and usually Chick Fil A does a fish sandwich whenever Lent comes around because you know oh. they're religious or whatever. Huh. For people well, who okay. are off of chicken for Lent. Okay. So I tried it and I was like, "Oh, this is better than I thought it would be," but it wasn't a game changer for me. I was just like, "Oh, this wasn't bad." Um. Is it comparable to McDonald's's? McDonald's's. McDonald's fish sandwich? I never would really eat McDonald's fish sandwich, to be for real. Like, I've had it before, but it didn't stand out to me significantly. So I would say it's probably better. Gotcha. The macaroni and cheese, I think I'm interested in just seeing how good it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked somebody about it this week because... In Georgia, you know, Chick-fil-A was founded in Georgia, so they have these select um, Chick-fil-A's, the dwarf houses, where they'll have special items. Mm -hmm. And macaroni and cheese or, like, collard greens, sweet potatoes, like, in in certain places, they're already serving it. So I'm just like, is it just going to be the macaroni and cheese that they were already serving at the dwarf houses, or is this a special macaroni and cheese? Right. Good question. And then stovetop macaroni and cheese, to me, I like it. Not just like the craft box. Like if I were trying to make some and, you know, you don't want to wait an extra 40 minutes or, for, or however long to put it in the oven. Like I'm not opposed to stovetop. But what? Non-baked macaroni? You like non-baked macaroni and cheese? 
I like baked macaroni and cheese, but I also like it non-baked. Yeah, like I'm to act like we didn't grow up eating stovetop and at least stove. And back then, the stovetop was from this, you know, the blue box with the powdered cheese package and all that stuff. And we yammed it up like it was the best thing since sliced bread. Like we've all eaten stovetop macaroni and cheese, but. What I'm saying is when I make stove top, I still make it with real cheese. Like, I'm not going back to the blue box. So it's just something for me to eat quicker as opposed to spending an extra hour to then put it in the oven. Like, that for, to me is stuff you do on special occasions. When you just need something to eat real quick, you do it on the stove top. I just I can't justify that anymore as an adult. <laughs> Maybe if I had some little rugrats running around, I'd be like, yeah, here go your little five-minute box of macaroni and cheese. But that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm not making a five-minute box. It's just not going to be as long as it would be to bake it. It's still the same process that I do when I bake it, but I'm not putting it – I'm not, A, I'm not doing twice as much because – it's usually just me. And B, I'm not then putting it in a pan and sticking it in the oven. So it's still good. But uh, I believe you that it's still good. I just I just can't. Like, I guess I have to plan for all of it. Like, I got to plan for the layers. I got to plan for Like, you're right. Macaroni and cheese isn't, when you bake it, isn't just a five-minute thing. You literally have to kind of plan out your little window. So, yeah. I haven't had lots of, like stove top macaroni and cheese in years, so yeah, I'm in, I'm interested. Do you think Do you think that Chick Fil A is actually baking their macaroni and cheese, or that they're like doing? Stove no, it's top definitely stove top. Okay, I'm just wondering if they're using real cheese. Like, how do they make their cheese on the stove top? That's where my question comes into play. Because I know I'm using actual butter, milk, and cheese and seasoning. I'm wondering if they have nacho cheese product that they're just putting over these uh, macaroni shells. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't think about Cause that. Because that's not what I want. That's funny. I've seen so many differing opinions, all from people I trust online. One person I really trust, she <laughs> she said, whose big arm grandma do they have in the back making this macaroni and cheese because it's hitting? That's somebody I really, really trust. This other guy that yeah. I really, really trust was like, y'all lied. Y'all lied so bad that I brought this uneaten, the rest of his uneaten macaroni and cheese, he brought it back the next day to Chick-fil-A. They gave him a new one and a free chicken sandwich, and then he threw out the new one that they gave him. He was like, this is so bad. This is so dry, and I don't know who's lying to y'all, but this is a lie. This is not good. Nobody's big arm, anything is in the back making this macaroni No. Yeah. I was like, dang, I trust both of them. So, all right, got to try it for myself. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Cool, y'all. Question. Do you have an underappreciated award recipient for today? I do. I'm going to let you go first because you're not going to be mine is so... With your answer, I mean, you might be amused by it. It's, it might you might find it amusing, but you're gonna be like, "What and why and how?" So I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, so I had two different ones that were vastly different. So I'm going to, I guess I'm going to stick to what I've been saying about food and nutrition, and just give a shout out to the chemist who created sparkling water. Because it's something that kind of a little bit, just a little bit tricks my mind into thinking I'm having some kind of like fancy soda, but really it's not. It's just like naturally lightly flavored with lemon or cranberry or whatever. They have a lot of different flavors of sparkling water now. And Mm -hmm. it can be pricey. So if you all want to invest in a soda stream where, you know, you, like, get different flavorings and they give you these little oxygen tubes that make your water sparkling, I would maybe suggest that. I don't do that. <laughs> now I'm about to say, that's very hipster of you. Yep. Nope, I don't do that. I find coupons. I wait for deals. I wait for sales. And then I stock up. And I also go to, like, discount stores because the same stuff you can get at a Target or a Wally World for, like, 3 $4 for eight cans, you can go to your local grocer and get the same stuff for 175 
a buck fifty, two dollars. So I was gonna say, don't sleep on sparkling water. It's a way to get your water intake. It still feels fuzzy, feels fuzzy, <laughs> fizzy and fun. And you might not like the certain taste of one, so I would encourage you to try different brands and try different flavors. So shout out to the chemist who thought, hey, let's add some air bubbles to this water and then some fruit juices and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used sparkling water the other day. Well, it wasn't the other day. It was literally months ago. But um, <laughs> with my family, like, just to make a little summer mix. Not, not, it wasn't like a cocktail because it didn't have any alcohol in it. But, you know, just like a little summer drink. And it really does change things up. Like, it really does add that extra pop that just regular old water just does not do. I don't know why. I don't know how those bubbles concoctions and that little bit of flavoring changes things up, but it does. It, it makes a world of difference. And um, I was thinking about using it for cocktails, because I know they say club soda is a thing, Mm-mm. and I've used it, but I'm just kind of like, you know, I'll use some some sparkling water. Thank you. I mix that <laughs> up instead. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. All right. So who's receiving your um or what? <laughs> knowing you. Yes, I am gonna say mine, but I also was thinking I don't know what other one you have, but maybe we can do it as a sandwich. Like I give mine, and then you give whatever your other one was. Okay, I can do that. All right. So this week, my underappreciated award is going to Ov Soko. I'm sorry. For those, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You were explaining. I'm quiet. <laughs> so, a few weeks ago, might have been a long time ago, on the podcast, I talked about this reality show called Love Island, mm-hmm. Love Island UK version. Now, the season has already completed in the UK, but because I live in America, I get everything on a delay, and I technically have not been able to finish the season, even though I already know who won and all of that. I'm not going to spoil anything. But there is one person on there that I had to acknowledge, and that is Mr. Ovi, because he is... Everything. Y'all can't see my movements, but I promise you, I am. Give, he gives me life. So we can hear Ovi it. Can, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Ovi came in, a tall, chocolate man who plays basketball. But his appeal doesn't come from his profession. And his appeal, I mean, his appeal definitely comes from the way he looks. But the reason why he's getting my underappreciated award is the energy, the positive energy that he brought into that villa. On countless times, when the girls were having issues with the guys, Ovi was the one, the main one, who would talk to the girls. Because the guys, and this is a common thing that I've seen on Love Island and other shows, the guys always support each other regardless of if they're right or wrong. And Ovi is usually the first, the only guy, especially on this season, I feel like to say, A, what you're doing is wrong, and they're not just saying it to the girls. Like, he says it to the guys too, like, why did you do it that way? Did you really think that was the right way to go about it? Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. He supported Amber when she was going through all of that stuff with Michael. Again, I'm trying not to give too much spoilers, but he supported her and stood by her and was a genuine friend. And in this past episode that I watched, Ovi was coupled up with this girl named India. When Ovi originally came in, he was coupled up with Anna. Um, Anna was originally coupled up with Jordan, but... At Casa Moore, she left Jordan to be with Ovi because the guys and the girls that were originally in the house were separated. When she came back to the main house with Ovi, she found that she really still cared about Jordan or whatever, for whatever reason. I shall never know because Ovi is the top-notch thing. But she decided to go back to Jordan. And she partially was trying to act like it was because her and Ovi had an argument, but... 
Ovi was like real chill about the argument. He was just like, clearly you, you want to be with him. I'm not going to argue with you back and forth. If you want to be with him, be with him. And he was completely supportive of their relationship going forward. So because he was no longer a partner with Anna, he was pretty much looking for love for the rest of the time in that house. And eventually he found a connection with India. So Ovi's partner with India. Here come Jordan who's not only partnered with Anna, but has asked Anna to be his girlfriend, in, uh, not just in the house, but, you know, going forward. So uh, supposedly would be his girlfriend in real life once they're outside of the house. Here comes Jordan like, oh, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with India, and I feel like we have a good connection and we have a good time. Literally two days after he's asked Anna to be his girlfriend. So Ovi could sense, you know, Ovi was getting feelers out that people were like, you know, we, you know, we think Jordan's getting kind of close to India. He was like, you know, that's fine. Me and her have this thing going on. I'm not too worried about it. I'm just going to continue to be myself. Right. Jordan tries to go and spit game to India. Because now again, they're in a house. Everybody can see everybody. There's no place to hide. So they see them talking. One person goes to Anna and was like, you know, he's over there trying to talk to, to India, right? Like, because he likes her. Anna goes off. And when Anna goes off, all the girls follow. And when all the girls follow, all the guys start to follow. And it's just this huge argument of Anna cursing Jordan out. The thing is, India is still sitting right there. And in theory, she hasn't done anything yet because people pull each other, like people sit and have conversations all the time. So when Jordan was talking to her, she was like, you know, I just look at you as my mate, mate being friends. She was like, I just looked at you as my friend. Like, I just thought we were talking and having a good time because we're friends in here. She didn't feel the connection that he felt like he felt so strongly, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Ovi went over, passed India his two fingers, and said, come here, and took her out of that chaotic situation. <laughs> and when I tell you... It made my legs quiver. I said, that's a man right there. Mm. Mm. I was like, he said, I'm not about to let her be caught up in no mess. He pulled her out of that situation and was like, are you okay? And then comforted her and kept her close for the rest of the night because he wasn't he wasn't doing it like in a oh this is my girl type of way because people had already approached him and was like we feel like you know Jordan's trying to come at your girl and he was like I'm not worried about that if that's what they want to do that's what they're going to do Jordan literally had already taken a girl from him or you know taken air quotes because you know had already moved to Anna when Anna was coupled up with Ovi so it's not as if he hasn't already been in this situation, but Ovi is a confident dude, and he's not. But he's also not a possessive dude. He's like, if that's what's going to happen, if that's what the situation is, that's what the situation is. But he's also not going to allow any mess and any people to be treated poorly. And so that's when he went over and pulled India out. I was like, boy, if I can't find me a Ovi, because. <laughs> He'd been pretty much doing stuff like that the whole time, even when it wasn't a girl that he was connected to, which is why I brought up the Amber situation. Like when Amber was going through all that stuff, he protected and covered her in the same way. But the way he did that with India, I was like, mm, mm, mm. And I'm sure Ovi is very good at his profession. I'm sure he plays basketball real great and all that stuff. But I just wanted to give Ovi a shout out and the underappreciated award because it is very, very hard to find a genuine man who will call right for right and wrong for wrong and will do the right thing by a woman regardless of if it benefits him. And the way that he behaved and moved and interacted in that house and the way that he I don't even want to say protected because it's not the word, but it's just like he was he was there for her. Right. He saw that she was in a bad situation and said, I'm here for you, and I'm not going to let no chaos and drama go on 
and me not, you know, do what I can to help you. Right. And that's why my underappreciated work goes to Ovi Soko. All right. And if he comes back to America to play, I'm going to buy his jersey, (laughs) and I'm going to go to the game, and I'm going to root for him because that's a good man. He sounds like a good man. That does sound like a good man. That I I love being the recipient of that situation. I've been just notably two times. I can recall one time in high school where my high school boyfriend like kind of literally came out of nowhere and swooped me up out of a situation. And Mandy was there. She can attest to this happening. Yep. And it was just it was he just swooped crazy. in so was, fast, y'all. It, it was, was literally so like the flash. I was like, wait, was, where did everybody go? <laughs> It was literally like a scene from a television show. An administrator was honestly getting out of pocket and saying inappropriate things to me. What happened was I was in the hallway. I had permission to be in the hallway. I had just, like, gotten there or something. And so he was like, you need to get out the hallway. And I'm like, first of all, I was never one of those trouble kids. I was never one of those. You know, He didn't even know my face because I've never been to his office. Never one of those people. I was like, I just got here. He was like, you need to get out of the hallway. And I'm like, I'm getting stuff from my locker. And he grabbed me, and I was like, um, don't grab me. He was like, I'll put my hands on wherever I want to put my hands. He said something like that. And in swooped the boyfriend and said, no, you don't, and <laughs> grabbed Dolly and took flight. And I was still standing there like, where everybody go? <laughs> Out of all the places to be, the time for him to be there when he was, just, right. it, it just, he just said, the hallway was Whoa. empty. It was me, Ali, and the administrator. <laughs> I don't know. What spider senses tingling he had to show up into that space, but and then fly out immediately. I'll never understand it. I'll never understand it. But I feel like we've met a real life superhero. We just didn't know it. I agree. Literally, she's not lying. The only the three of us were in the hallway. Me, Mandy, the administrator. My boyfriend at the time came out of nowhere and said, no, you won't. Grab me, grab my stuff, and walk me away. And I, I didn't even really know what was happening. I was kind of just like, what, how am I moving? <laughs> <laughs> that was one time. And another time I was at this party, and there was just, like, some hoopla going on. It didn't involve me, but it seemed like things were getting heated. People were talking about people's grilling skills. And at first, you know how Jonah can be funny and funny at first, but they start getting serious, so then they start trying to want to scrap, and the guy just kind of was just like, hey, you want to go over here and talk? I was like, okay. <laughs> so just kind of pulled me out of the living room, and we went to one of those little off rooms off the side of the foyer and talked. So I can understand um, Ovi's intention. It didn't sound like he was trying to finesse anybody. It sounded like he was genuinely concerned, like, you know what? This is hoopla. You don't deserve to be in hoopla. We're going to go over here and make it do what it do. If we end up together, cool. If we don't, that's meant to be. And I can really commend someone with that kind of personality, like just genuinely cool and relaxed and just kind of going with it. So I'm clapping right now. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but clapping for Ovi, right? Not OB, like the oboe. Yeah, O.V. with a, with O-V. a, v- with a O-V. virgin. O-V. Nice. V-V-V-V. 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 O.V. <laughs> All right. So it's my time for the sandwich. The other <laughs> underappreciated word I was contemplating giving, which I am giving, is to animators. So animation has been a large part of my life growing up in regards to, like, anime and cartoons and storylines and plots. And I feel like animations are slept on heavily because people look at them as cartoons. They're like, oh, after age 12 to 14, you shouldn't watch them anymore. And I'm like, literally some of the best storylines and plots and twists I've ever seen and heard have been in animation. So I just want to encourage you all to give it a try. Don't feel like you're ever too old to get into animation. Don't feel like it's, oh, that's a child thing. It's not. It's not. Most of the stuff I watch is not for children. So don't let the fact that this is the way that storytellers are conveying their art through paintings, through drawings, through story matching, through this type of craft, don't let that deter you from partaking because you are missing out on some crazy stuff. (laughs) Like you're missing out. (laughs) 
So I want to give a shout-out to the animators out there because it's not easy work. Even with technology developing, you have to constantly stay refreshed and stay learning how to use new tools. So shout-out to them. Shout-out to the animators. All right. Does that conclude our pod for today? I think so. Okay. Okay, Mandy, would you like to tell the listeners where they can find us? Yes, I can. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. You can comment or send us your questions at Mandy and Ollie at gmail.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and rate us so that we can get, you know, them five stars. We can really be that top notch. Or if you think we need to improve, you can put a different rating, but I'd prefer it to be five stars. Um, And really give us that feedback. It's much appreciated. It is very much so appreciated. So thank you all for listening. Feel free to go back into our prior archives. You can find us all over the place, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Breaker Radio, all over the place. Thanks for listening, you guys. Don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.